Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the Word. We're in the book of John. In the Gospel of John, in the sixth chapter. And if you remember, when we left off in the last episode, <clears throat> Jesus had gone off to the mountain alone. He left his disciples. He left a large gathering that was there that he had just fed. And the reason he left was he perceived the intent of the heart of the people. And the intent of the heart of the people was to take him by force and to make him king. So they were literally going to grab him by force haul him off wherever, and declare him to be king. And Jesus wasn't going to have anything to do with that. So that's in John chapter 6. That was chapter, uh, verse 15. Now here's cha- uh, verse uh, 16. John 6, 16. Now, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. And after getting into a boat, they started to cross the sea to Capernaum. It had already become dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. And you say, well, that's rather rude right there. They just sort of took off and left him, didn't he? <laughs> well, when you read the other Gospels, you get some more details. And he'd actually put them in the boat. He placed them in the boat. In other words, he gave him instructions. And if I don't make it back, y'all go ahead and head out. I'll meet you up later. Okay, that type of thing. So there was some type of plan that had been put in place. So it's not that unusual. It's dark now, and Jesus hadn't come. They're out at sea. They're rolling across going to Capernaum. Verse 18. The sea began to be stirred up because a strong wind was blowing. And you say, well, that's not that unusual. You're absolutely right. It's not that unusual. But in this case, in light of what's happening right here, it makes me wonder exactly what was going on, what was causing that wind to be stirred up, why the sea to be stirred up, why the wind was blowing. And we know when you see the... um, Uh, the balance of the scripture. We know that the Lord God, you see a lot of this in Job, that he directs the lightning boats, that he guides the clouds, okay? The Lord is in absolute control over everything. But he allows certain things to happen. We learned from the book of Job that that uh, God allowed um, the Satan, the tempter, Satan, uh, the ability to stir up a whirlwind which killed all of Job's children. Apparently his adult children, there were 10 of them. And so Satan does have control over some things and can manipulate some things, though God is the ultimate control. And I'm sort of wondering uh, if it was not a little resistance right here from the evil one that God allowed for a purpose. Could be that the Lord brought this strong wind for a purpose also. So anyway, the seas are being stirred up by this strong wind. Verse 19, then when they rode about three or four miles They saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat, and they were frightened. In the other gospel accounts, we we see that they see somebody coming, and they're not quite sure who it is, okay? They don't know exactly who it is, and they're scared to death of this. Like, what is somebody is walking on the water? Can you imagine being out on the lake three or four miles out? Okay, three or four miles out, and all of a sudden you see somebody walking. Of course they're going to be frightened. Verse 20, and he, as Jesus, said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. He knew they were afraid. He declares, hey, it's just me. And can you imagine, Jesus is walking on the water, but folks, this isn't a smooth, smooth sea. Remember what the status is. 
Okay, The status is that the waves are up and down. They're being tossed about. So Jesus is walking on the water that is white capping. He's doing all sorts of things. Verse 21, so they were willing to receive him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. <laughs> Can you imagine the disciples? Here they are. They're struggling. They're struggling against this headwind. They're struggling against this, uh, this wave action. All this stuff that's come against them. All of a sudden, they look up. And there's Jesus walking on the water. Now, this is the account that John gives us. You know the balance of the account that you see in other Gospels. And that's the reason that we need to read all the Gospels. It's not that God's trying to hold out anything on one particular Gospel. Each Gospel writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit, had a particular goal that they were seeking to accomplish when they wrote. They were writing to a particular audience. Okay, And so in this, we see in this account in the other Gospels, this is where Peter uh, says, Lord, Call me to you. I want to do it too. And he does until he looks down. And it's interesting because he takes his eyes off the Lord and puts his eyes on the situation. And, you know, it may not have even been the kind of thing that he actually inten uh, intentionally moved his eyes down. The wave action could easily have blocked the view of the Lord. Regardless, Peter, his attention was drawn to what was happening in the natural. His attention was drawn to the situation and the circumstance, rather than keeping his eyes and his faith upon the Lord, he was distracted by what was happening. Then he started going down, and the Lord just grabbed him and said, hey, man, you know, come on, have faith. You can do this. And so, anyway, they receive him in the boat. Well, you reckon? He gets in the boat, and the storm immediately stops, and then they are immediately at the land where they were going. You know, this is a little thing right here that I've never really heard anybody preach about or teach about or even pick up on, okay? Some people say, well, it must be a second miracle. Well, yeah, duh, you reckon? Does it mean, you know, some people say, well, it just means they were able to row and they were able to get there immediately. It was easy because the water had calmed. Well, perhaps, okay, perhaps. But the way that it's written, the way that it flows right here, it looks like that when the Lord got in that boat that they were immediately at their destination. In other words, the Lord redeemed the time. The time they had been struggling, the time they'd gone through, they were at their destination. I don't know. I, I, I choose to believe that when he got in there, that something outside the normal uh, 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 restraints of what we experience day in, day out occurred, that that boat was immediately from the middle of the lake to where they were going. Can you imagine if you were a disciple. Can you imagine now? I mean, it's amazing to us. This is who we worship. This is who the Most High God is, the one that is Lord over all creation, even the winds and the waves, even time, even transportation, <laughs> the transport from one second being in the middle of a lake, lake to the next second being on shore where you're going. Anyway, Go read John 6 tonight before you go to bed. Up through, we're up to verse 21 right here. Read this. Meditate upon it. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.